Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. Sweet. What it is. What it is, brah. Oh, it's been a long two days, man. So, uh. Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, why? We did, uh, Mother's Day with my mom yesterday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. And Mother's Day with her family today. So, uh, and then yesterday, actually. So we had a really good time. We went to this restaurant not too far from uh, my parents' house, and it was decent. Jenna had plans in the afternoon. My mom doesn't like to get up in the morning, so me either. Yeah, well, most people don't. But <laughs> so uh, you know, dinner or lunch plans kind of ran into something that Jenna had going on um, pre-scheduled for this weekend, and so. She only hung up with us for a little bit. Anyway, we had a decent lunch, dropped my dad off at home, and then took my mom to the cigar bar. And uh, Really? Yeah, she got her first cigar. Yeah. I feel like most people will never have that story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well. Like, I'm never going to be able to take my mom to a cigar bar. Well, you know. Even just to use the bathroom really quickly, like let alone enjoy a cigar with me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I took her in the so, humidor. And, that's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Get her, you know, she got a chance to meet a bunch of friends, and uh, it was a good time. So, had a couple drinks, and uh, we got a chance to just sit there and and talk and and. Your uh, mom is awesome. Bond. Yeah, yeah, she's the best. She's solid. So. Uh, she loves her some Sean too. I'm just saying. Oh, ain't no doubt about it, bro. I'm that lovable white boy that with the sun. the colored women just gravitate to for some reason because I got a beard. I don't know what it is about the beard. That but multiple times I've been told like, "Ooh, you got that gray in your beard. Yeah, I like that. You, salt you working it? This is the salt and pepper, brother. Dude, it's it's funny and it's awesome yeah. and I love it. So yeah, you know. Oh yeah, my mom loves you. No doubt about it. Um, and then, so after that, we had a, a grand opening of uh, this new restaurant downtown called Bromberger. And uh, it's their actual second location, um, one in Dearborn and one in Detroit now. And, dude, mm. you know, you got in there, man, and it was like Chaldean City, dude. It, it was amazing. And uh, Nice. You walk in and you get hit with all their aftershave and uh, cologne that everybody had on, dude. The, the room was thick, full of <laughs> full of ethnicity. <laughs> That's cool. The burgers were out of this world, and uh, Jenna was in her element, being the social extrovert that she is. She had to. Oh, I bet. Oh God, it was so exhausting. She had to talk to everybody. Oh, and hey, here's my husband, Michael. <laughs> and uh even though we weren't there he does this podcast you should check it out <laughs> we weren't there too long and you know weren't doing too much but uh it was still exhausting 
And then after that, mm. we went to her friend's house for, for drinks and just to hang out and snack a little bit. Good one. Eh, that was kind of weak. But, you know, uh, we had a good time. So it was a very, very long day, and we got home about one thirty. And then today, we were just both. We didn't get out of bed till 10 o'clock, so you know how that is. It's a long day, brother. Long day. But happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Hope everybody enjoyed their time with their families and their kids and uh, wannabe kids and all that good stuff, you know? Appreciate all the moms who birthed their children. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, I saw some crazy Facebook posts out there, you know. Uh, uh, all right, let's hear it, because I haven't been on Facebook all day, so well, just give me the top two. Uh, well, I can give you the one that was most impactful for me, and I'll let... All right, I'll take it. In the audience, you can judge whatever you want to judge by this yeah, post. Yeah, I mean, they're here for the ride. So. Yeah, you're, you're along for the ride for this conversation, and the fact is, is that we talk about this kind of shit all the time. So, here we go. <laughs> there was a post out there, there was a picture that basically said... Uh, congratulations to all uh, the people out there, the mothers out there that have to do both roles. Okay. Happy okay. Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And it was a picture of Caitlyn Jenner. Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Listen, I said you can judge whatever. I didn't put the post out there. But I showed it to my mom and showed it to my sister, and holy crap, the place erupted, you know? So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, that, that's wrong it's on so many levels. Uh, I laughed. Hey, I, I laughed too, but it's no laughing matter. It's a bummer. Uh, yeah, but I mean, if you can't make light of a situation, I feel like maybe you reserve it for this, like you put it on a pedestal, and I don't know. If you're comfortable yeah. enough to where you can joke about things, I feel like, you know, it kind of needs to happen. So It was funny. I don't care who you are. It was funny. Maybe I'm just justifying me being an asshole for <laughs> laughing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you weren't, again, you weren't the one who posted it. Neither was I, but damn it, it was funny. Sure. It was funny. So, yeah. So, you and Brooke, what did you guys do today? Um, well, we woke up and kind of just hung out, got ready. Uh, we ended up going with, uh, her brother and sister-in-law and, uh, obviously her mother, since mine is living in Boston at the time. Uh, Boston. See it with an accent. Boston. Boston, eh? (laughs) We live in fucking Boston. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay. anyway, we went to we, we had lunch at um I forget the name cuz my memory's horrible. It's like I'm 75 already, but dude, it was this sick place like on the Ohio River. And on the other side of the river is Kentucky. And it was it was hot as hell, but like it was beautiful, man. Huh. Like, ugh. Southern Illinois is beautiful. 
Like, if you haven't experienced it, you need to. I have not experienced it, and I am looking forward to. I mean, it's a lot of, like, rural area and, like, farmlands, but there's just random creeks and, like, rolling hills with, like, the creek bed is, like, you know, down maybe five, two to five feet, and there's, like, rocks everywhere, and, like, dude, it's just beautiful. Wow. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so we, uh, we had lunch by the river and hung out, took some pictures. That's kind of what we do. Brooke Elizabeth photography. If you're in the Illinois state, just saying, <laughs> look us go. up. Yep. But, uh, yeah. And then we kind of just said, peace out. Love you. But we're going to do our own thing now. And just went and saw some sights and. Check some stuff out and came home. Cool. Took some pictures of some crazy stuff. Yeah, Nature. dude, again, like, landscape, oh my gosh. And, like, if you're into rustic shit and, like, country kind of feel, like, there's all these barns and, like, most of them are, like, abandoned and worn down. And oh, I just, I eat it up because I love it. Those are good hiding spots for Sasquatch, though. Probably. (laughs) I mean, it's hot. He's hairy. You're going to want shade. (laughs) You know? Yeah, you sleep during the day anyway, right? Yeah. Then you come out at night and elude anyone with a camera. You know, that's what you do, because you're Sasquatch. There you go. Cool. Dude, speaking of Sasquatch... Uh Uh-oh. So... (laughs) Brooke and I were just in Boston visiting my parents. Yes. Uh, last week. Hang on, I got a belch. Oh, we'll cut that out. Holy moly, that was <laughs> chaser! Wow, that's impressive. Why do you have to cut Thank that you. out? You're not going to cut out my Maybe last we'll two. <laughs> All right, so we're in Boston like a week ago, and uh. My mom's not really a drinker. Like, she drinks, like, I don't know, five times a year, maybe, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, we both are. Like, not alcoholic drinking, but, you know, we're on vacation. Like, let's bar hop and sure get a little buzz and enjoy the day and then, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, I brought up to my mom strategically, like, hey, we should make a sangria later, right? Uh-huh. Well, that turned into she likes rum, apparently. So we got some Malibu, which is like a coconutty flavor Malibu, right? Yeah. So we ended up, I made her that. She said she liked, uh, she would like Diet Coke with it. So I make her this mixed drink with Diet Coke and Malibu. And uh, I'm not saying she got drunk, but she was feeling good and she slept like crazy good you know what i'm saying (laughs) so what that's awesome anyway while this is going on here's the point she wants to watch freaking bigfoot like she is in into the bigfoot thing yeah so she had to show us two different bigfoot shows (laughs) and the whole time granted she's in drinking the entire time right i made her two (laughs) nicely made uh, 
pseudo cocktails because it's just coke and rum. But yeah, anyway, dude, it, it was just funny. Like she was super into the Bigfoot thing and like feeling good. I don't know. So when you said Bigfoot, that's what my mind went to. No, I rem- I remember getting the snapshot. Uh, snapshot. God. Yeah. Jesus. Snapchat? Why can't I talk? <laughs> I remember getting the Snapchat from Brooke that you guys were watching Finding Bigfoot. And I, mm-hmm. I think that that show is the biggest joke in the world when it comes down to anything serious about Bigfoot. Uh, I, I almost felt bad for you. I didn't know all of that context that she was drinking and all that and having a good time. But, oh, boy. And I felt bad for you because I know it's not really your thing. <laughs> you know? It really isn't. So. But, I mean, let's just talk about this if you want to. Like, do you believe in Bigfoot? Oh, dude. So, <laughs> I love conspiracies, right? I absolutely okay. love them. And conspiracy is all about concealment, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, the truth is somewhere in there. You know, there's some truth somewhere in there. Even if something is completely false and just a distraction, you know, it begs the question, a distraction from what? You know what I mean? So, sure. uh, and then we talked about this already, dude, on episode two. Uh, the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, because no. yeah, cuz me and Jenna we went to me and Jenna went to breakfast on Saturday and we were listening to episode 2 and she was cracking up about us talking about Sasquatch and mermaids. Go back and listen to it again. I'm telling you, dude, we talked about it. Uh huh. It it got super nerdy like towards the end. But I well like I said in the beginning, my memory fails me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. But no, seriously, the I, I'm all good with the whole Bigfoot thing, dude. I, you know, I I think it's possible. I don't know. I've never seen one. I don't have any experience. But hell, for that sure. that matter, I've never seen a grizzly bear either. You know, I've never seen a. But bro, have you? Okay, so I feel like. I already know your argument as to <laughs> why Bigfoot should and does exist. Okay, How, here's my question: I'm not saying that Have he you does. watched these TV shows about Bigfoot? Yes, I've watched them all, every single one okay. of them. I'm obsessed with the idea that it is possible that Bigfoot exists. I could, I could see that minus the obsession part. Like, I don't obsess over it. Like, yeah, sure, he might exist, or she, or it. Oh, no, I, I listen to a podcast called Sasquatch Chronicles, and I listen to it every single day. Oh, my God. I am two years behind, and I started all the way from the beginning, and I'm trying to catch up to present day. I, I just, I don't know. There's something <laughs> about it. <laughs> That like I just can't. Uh, I just I just I can't go to the side of yes, there. Like he definitely or it definitely is a thing that is living that people cannot capture. Because yeah. I watched. Granted, I only watched I think three or four maybe episodes with my mom who is. Feeling very good on her <laughs> rum beverage, but <laughs> rum and coke, rum sangria. I, I just, 
dude, I watch it and I'm like, I don't even know how this is entertaining. Like, it's so really stupid, dude. Some of the stuff, okay, right? There's this one guy who's like supposedly, you know, everyone's an expert. First off, yep. Matt Money about Maker. something that you haven't seen or. You can't, like, document really because it's always blurry images or, like, here's a footprint. How do you know that's a Bigfoot footprint? Yeah, they call it a like, blob squatch. <laughs> it's just outrageous. <laughs> like, you've never seen this thing. Yeah. So here, okay, I'll give you an example. Can I give you an example? Shoot. Of my, Go for and it. And this, this is kind of my whole, the spine of why I don't really give in to the Bigfoot thing. Okay, so this, this guy who's a, quote, air quote, Bigfoot, you know, specialist or whatever. Yeah. So he's talking to these people who said that they've seen accounts, right? And he's like, hmm, yeah, you know, like totally in it. Like, oh, yeah, we've, we've definitely heard that. Or that's def, here's the thing that gets me. That is definitively what a Bigfoot does. How can you say that? Yeah. Never capturing well, we one. Do- yeah. Right? Sure. You don't know. Yeah. So here it goes even further, and then I'll get off my rant. Here's here's the best part that I'm just like, oh my god, this is I can't even right now. Like I I don't even know. So it goes further, and this is how it goes further. They said something of to uh the effect of like we do know that this is indicative of baby Bigfoot. <laughs> like young Bigfoot do this thing, yeah, and this is how they behave. Sure, you don't know shit. <laughs> like you do not know shit. Oh boy, I, I, that's why it's like this is just bullshit, and I can't, I can't get behind it. Yeah, well, that show isn't a good one to watch for uh, for argument's sake, you know. Uh, arguing mm-hmm. for the validity of of Sasquatch because they're they're just a freaking joke, dude. But um, I don't know, man. Maybe you should take a listen to Sasquatch Chronicles, dude, because I I like it. I like his show. I, li- I like his uh, his uh, experiences that he's had. Like he started this show because he had an experience himself with his brother, had an experience with a Sasquatch, and uh, so. Uh, and the guy is, is about as level-headed as you can get, and at least he sounds pretty yeah, level-headed. He sounds like it. Let me guess, he never actually fully saw it. No, no, he straight up saw it, like, in the middle of the road, like, preventing them from leaving their site where they were trying to get away from. So, yeah, like, they saw the full thing. Yep. Huh. Yep. Yep, and then he <sighs> he his whole show. I don't know. His whole show is him interviewing other people that have also had experiences, and some of them, you know, haven't seen anything at all, but like a shoulder or something stupid like that, and they just don't sound credible. But uh, apparently, <laughs> a shoulder. I know. <laughs> it's just I just made that up. What the hell does that even? <laughs> no, mean? come on, come on, come on! I just made that up. So, uh, but you know, people have different experiences, and and you can you can. Uh, downplay it or call him crazy or whatever the case may be but i don't know dude my, hey, listen my wife makes fun of me about this too all right she's like there's mm-hmm. no way in hell there's a sasquatch 
you know, you're you're an idiot listening to this crap. She hates it. Like literally, I listen to this podcast so much that when I jump into my car and my I jump into my truck, my phone connects via Bluetooth and instantly Sasquatch Chronicles starts playing because <laughs> because it was the last thing I was listening to, you know? Oh, oh man. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I, I like that kind of stuff. You, you know what it is? I mean, have you ever had an encounter? No, no, no. I've never had an encounter. No, not at all. But You're you like know, the Black Daniel Boone. I am so the Black Daniel Boone. But no, no, but but check it though. I <laughs> I've got enough white friends, right? So <laughs> every time I go up north with these uh these crazy crazy white guys, that I love them. They're all my brothers. I love them. Okay? Every single one of them, I love them. Yeah. Every now and then, we'll be out in the woods, and they'll be like, hey, let's go squatching. And I know what that means. All right? You know, we're buzzing a little bit. Had a few things to drink. We're jumping on the quads. We're going out in the middle of the woods in the dark at night. We're going to bang on some trees and do some hollering. And then we're going to, you know, come back. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I would never do it on my own. You know, but when you sure. when you got three, four guys out in the middle of the freaking woods and you're just wanting to do something stupid, you go out in the woods and play. You know, so I don't hmm. know. And you've never had an encounter. No, no, I've never had an encounter, thank God. I mean I mean, if the thing really is real and there's uh really some eight, nine, ten foot bipedal half ape, half man thing running around in the woods. The last thing I want to do is have an encounter. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see it. But if it well, dude, I is mean, if real. If it does exist, it, it has to be the Nephilim. You know, that's... Uh, okay, so on Sasquatch Chronicles, there he dedicates several shows uh, to the idea of a Nephilim. And uh, are you kidding me? No, I, I just, swear like, to God, no, I was making a joke. No, I just, no, seriously, I just, I just listened to this short series uh, from this Christian pastor. He's a, uh, he's actually a, uh, uh, a theologian who wrote a book, a huge book, uh, that basically walks through the Bible, but a, a big section of it has to do with the Nephilim and, uh, you know, the idea that. Uh, in the book of Genesis, where it first starts out, you know, talking about, um, starts talking about the sons of God uh, mating with the daughters of men. Mm -hmm. and, and what came as a result of that were giants, Nephilim. Yeah. Uh, and obviously they found giant bones all over the, the, the world, right? All over the globe. They have you know, dug up bones, skeletons, full skeletons of giants that have, that have died, uh, that are nine or 10 feet tall. You know, the Nephilim are real, obviously they were in the Bible. And if you believe the Bible, then you gotta believe that Nephilim were real, that there was some mm -hmm. hybrid created, um, species, yeah. hybrid species of something. Yeah, that they call the Nephilim. Now, what that exactly Obviously, is? Fucking Sasquatch. <laughs> it's not obvious. 
Uh, there's there's also and a, they hide out in the woods and <laughs> hunt people. There's a, there's there's another theory that that they're the descendants of of uh, Cain. Hmm. It just kept aging and kept aging, and the fact is is that you know your your head never really stops, like your ears never really stop growing, your nose and. You know, when your hair is growing all wild and scraggly, your forehead grows like the older a person gets, the longer they live, the more deformed they look, the more Neanderthalish a person looks. Like that's that's literal science right there. I mean, you can look that up yourself. Um, I mean, there's projected that straight up like in the Bible day when they were living for 300, 400, 500 years, stuff like that. The more they aged, the more of a Neanderthal they looked because their cranium was expanding. It's kind of weird, kind of silly. But hey, like I said before, I have a problem with every known species on the on the earth getting on the ark (laughs) during 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 the flood of Noah's day. I've got a problem with that. I've got a problem with. Homeboy, what's his name? Getting swallowed by the great fish. Who am I talking about? Jonah. Jonah Jonah is the guy. Yeah, I'm talking about Jonah. I still have a problem with the story of Jonah, dude. Completely. So. I thought you had a problem with uh, just the Ark. Well, yeah, that's what I'm t- Well, no, both. I've got Ooh, a problem. Side note. Both. Had a conversation about that with my wife. We're going to have to revisit that. Just saying. But keep going. Oh, I would love to revisit that on another time. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I have a problem with that when it comes down to scripture. So I I have no problem with you having a problem with Sasquatch. There's so many unknowns in this world, dude. Well, so that's kind of where my brain went when we were talking about Sasquatch. And to bring it back to a churchy, unchurchy vibe slash conversation we are the unchurched i mean you could you could very well take my same argument with sasquatch and say okay prove the bible prove god sure we can't see god sure we have no fucking clue that jesus died on the cross yep i mean science like scientifically like you know proof wise well i mean what is there yeah 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 no, I get Nothing. that. I get that 100%. It's just this thing that people believe in. Why? Sure. I guess, you know, so now I'm kind of like, maybe even, <laughs> I don't know, going against my own self. Maybe I should believe in Bigfoot, but. No, you definitely don't have to by any means. I, I mean, well, I'm it, definitely not going to. I still think it's stupid. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, uh, as Christians versus, like, well, I don't want to say Christians, but, like, as someone who believes in the Bible and Jesus and the Word of God, you know, it, yeah. it's the same thing I said about Bigfoot, you know, is the same thing that could be said about the Bible and Jesus and God. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I understand that completely. Um, you know, um, so I Albert, mean, how do we even know we're believing the correct thing, or like, yeah, how do we know what truth is? You know, sure. So obviously, it takes a measure of faith, right? Our entire uh, 
Cru- but you only need a mustard seed <laughs> size faith, brother. No, our, our whole Christianity, Christianity, our whole uh, theology is, is based on faith, right? I yeah. mean, everything is, is based on faith. It's, it's the fact that faith is what saves us. Uh, that's why I went on that rant before about it's not our works. It's, it's all about faith. Um, mm-hmm. Our faith is what saves us. So um, you have to have a measure of faith when it comes down to stuff like this. Um, and the proof is in the pudding. You know, I, I was trying to think of this verse. Uh, it's in Romans. I, I believe it's Romans one twenty. actually. Uh, if my, uh, if I haven't sinned too much in my forgetting Bible verses. Dude, I, it's like I'm getting older and I'm, I'm forgetting a lot of the Bible verses. But I'm right about this one. It's because you're not praying enough, man. The Holy Spirit's not moving. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm not praying enough. Yeah, how about that? Heathen. <laughs> it's because you believe in Bigfoot. It's because I believe in Bigfoot. No. If you so, would stop wasting your time listening to fucking Bigfoot and you would put the word of God in you, brother, <laughs> maybe you would remember some scripture. Yeah. No, I, 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 I remember a lot. Believe me. But I was right about this. Romans one twenty, uh, for the invisible things of the uh, of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Basically, this verse is talking about the fact that um, our faith in God and in his, his our knowing of his existence uh, is sure because, or or we we can be sure of his existence because of the things that are made in creation. Because they all testify of him. In other, in other words, they all have his fingerprint. You know, right? Um, so, I, I love. But again, from a non-believer, you're going to have to you gotta, either put your faith in that or not. Sure, you got to break it down, and even if it makes logical sense to you, it still takes a measure of faith in order for you to be saved. You know, in order for you to actually come on to this side of Christianity and say, "Yeah, you know what." Okay, if so, so here's the problem. If God is real, then his truth is absolute. Veritas. Huh? Veritas, that means absolute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His truth is absolute, then. You know, uh, that means that there really is a heaven, there really is a hell, that there really is a, a consequence for our actions. Uh, you know, that. There is a law that is, you know, I was listening, I was watching this thing with uh, Eddie Griffin. He was the the black comedian and he was, he was kind of dogging religious people, mm-hmm. but he made some pretty damn good points. Uh, I can't wait to hear it. What's his point? The point that he really came down to was the fact that, uh, we, as Christians, you believe in the Bible, but the but the Bible was written by men. When you just should just mm-hmm. stick with God because His laws are actually written on your heart. Like you know, it's wrong to steal from your mama. Not mm-hmm. not because you read it, but because it's in you. It's in you. God, who has created right. everything, has placed that. And, yeah, I get that. And that's actually Scripture, right? The Scripture says that mm-hmm. the law of God is written upon our hearts, our conscience. Okay, that uh, the existence, another argument for the existence of God is your own consciousness, uh, your conscience, not consciousness, but your conscience 
will yeah. convict you or will cause you to feel free because mm-hmm. it has on it the fingerprint of God who is perfect, who is holy, you know, who, who cannot sin or produce any iniquity, right? So uh, he was like, you know, you, you're trying to read the Bible on, on how to live when you actually need to be listening to your conscience and listening to your heart because God is inside of you anyway. You know, and, and for a non-believer to talk like that and to say those things, dude, it's pretty profound, dude. It's pretty deep. It is. Yeah. But as someone who has also studied and knows at least enough of the word is still in me from the Bible, the first thing I think about is that, you know, our hearts are deceitful. True. And no doubt about it. You know, sure. There's obviously something inside each and every one of us that says, hey, stop what you're doing right now, because that's wrong. There's a Whether God-shaped you're a believer in this... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just, went, you just went there. So, I commit you for that. But like, good Lord. God-shaped hole. Oh. oh, my God. I have not heard that, nor do I ever want to hear it again in a while. Oh, I don't even know what I was saying anymore, oh, man. You I'm derailed sorry. me with I'm that sorry. shit. Holy piss. You know what? What's in you is going to come out of you. It's just that simple. Good Lord. <laughs> well, that should never be in you. I know. To come out of you. I know. I know. I know. Uh, I think my point was, <laughs> I don't even know. I, I, I lost it. I'm completely baffled right now. You know what? I'm almost ashamed that I know that. Detroit I know. I know. I'm ashamed that I even know that song. But you it's know what? It's not even a gospel song. Well, whatever it is. Uh, I don't even know who, who sings it. There's, there's my salvation right there. Let's not go down that. Let's not go down that road. Yeah. Because you're going to make me think, and then I will remember. Okay. But I I don't want to go there. I don't want to know. Basically, I think what I was going to say before all that shit happened (laughs) was, Jesus, I can't get that. That's why you shouldn't do drugs right there. Oh, God. No, neither one of us were on drugs. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm not on drugs. I'm on Tito's. The Lord is my drug, brother. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, the thing that comes to mind when you were talking about that before you went all horrible on me was, um, you know, our hearts are deceitful. And, like, even though, you know, Paul said it, like, I do the things I don't want to do and the things I want to do, I don't do. Like, that's, there's something inside of me that's anti-good. Just as much as there's probably inside of us anti or uh, good, you know, not anti good, but just good. So as Christians and believers of Christ and his teaching, I think there's both of those inside of us warring and I can't put all my eggs in that basket of we don't need the Bible because 
God's already in us. Just listen to it. I agree. 100%. And I think that was my point before we were subtracted. <laughs> so. Uh, no, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I, I can appreciate I the Bible. See, I also see what he said. Yeah. And I agree. I can't say that I don't agree. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a non-Christian perspective. The, the need for, like, the Holy Spirit, right? Because God is three in one. Yeah. And I, you know, the I think an overlooked, something that maybe Christians can easily overlook, and I know I have, and probably will again, because I'm flawed, but <clears throat> the need of the Holy Spirit in my life, like... And it sounds like Christianese or like too much, but like all of the time I need the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's not attainable, but I think we should strive to that, you know? Yeah. Because if we don't, that's when we can mess up or, you know, that's exactly when the lion that's prowling around seeking whom he may devour is going to devour us, you know, but it's also super easy to go two days, nine days, three months and be like, Oh my God, I haven't even prayed. <laughs> Let alone read the Bible. Yeah. Cause I'm so caught up in life and all this stuff, you know, like I, anyway, I think, the the need for the Holy Spirit to be in us and through us, like, every day is maybe bigger than, you know, anything else that we could ever need in life. Yeah, I I like it. I agree with you. I mean, the fact is... is- so, yes, there's something innate in us mm-hmm. that God has given us that says, hey... Don't take that apple from the grocery store because you didn't pay for it, and that's wrong. Yeah. But there's also a side of us that can justify that and be like, well, it's a huge chain. They're not going to miss a 70-cent apple, you know, whatever. (laughs) I'm good. I wouldn't pay money for I wouldn't pay 70 cents for one apple. So, yeah, I don't blame you. What up, listeners? I just wanted to take a brief moment and tell you about a service that Michael offers. That service is professional voiceover audio. Now, if you like Michael's sultry, smooth, and I dare say sexy vocal cords, then head over to Hot Mike City on the web and consider him for your voiceover needs. So he's professionally trained and has a killer setup for recording and mixing the perfect content for almost anything you can need. Again, you can find him at hotmikecity.com. That's H-O-T-M-I-K-E-C-I-T-Y dot com. Go check them out. I don't know. Maybe I'm not making sense. No, you're making perfect sense. We're supposed to live by the Spirit. We're supposed to walk walk in the Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Galatians 5 says, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Right? It also talks Truth. about living in the Spirit. And and I think that what it, what it really boils down to, and dude, first of all, you just got satisfyingly deep. 
I did. You'd... I hope I satisfied you with how deep I That went. was very satisfying. No doubt about it. Yeah, I'm just glad that I was able to take you there this week. <laughs> and not just you. <laughs> oh, for sure. Because you'd be hogging all the satisfying with these. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, that, that was really good. I mean, because the fact is, is yeah, dude, I, I, once you're saved, you've got the Holy Spirit. He takes part in your salvation. And, and the fact is, is that, boom. You can live by the Spirit. You can be led by the Spirit. You can walk in the Spirit. All it takes is practice. Mm-hmm. That's all. It just takes practice. And in the taking time and the practice and learning, we should not be so heavily on the side of, oh, man, I screwed up, or, oh, man, I knew taking the apple was wrong. And, I mean, this is maybe a horrible analogy, but, like, I took the apple anyway, so now God, you know, I I don't deserve God. I I just, I can't do this, so fuck it. I'm gonna just do me. You know, like, there needs to be grace, too. And I feel, I mean, I feel like our whole life, and I feel like Paul said this, our whole life is like, you know, it's a race. It's not a... uh, Yeah. A quick thing that you can attain, and then when you have it, you just coast through life or right. whatever. Like you're always growing, you're always, you know, going through things and failing and learning and getting better, and you know, keep going, brother. You're getting deep, man. I'm with you. That's good, bro. Like I feel like a big part of why I really struggle with associating with like quote-unquote church and churches is like it's probably not true on an individual basis and definitely not in everyone but mostly the church and churchy people and christians in our society like there's this thing of like oh you didn't like dude i have okay so i have a friend uh who was a part of a church plant and some things happened that were, uh, let's say, not holy, <laughs> right? <laughs> but that okay. other people in society do, okay? This person was on a leadership team. And when it came to light, like, this person came to his leaders and said, hey, this is what happened. I want you to know I'm confessing i'm working on it like let's pray let's like help me i need help and they like definitely excommunicated him from ministry and basically in doing so from the church because why are you going to go back to that church ever you know what i'm saying yeah like why is it that way and honestly to tie into uh I think episode three, we talked about, like, Bill Cosby and cheerleaders and, and all this thing. Like, okay, so you made this great show, and then you as a person fucked up and did some horrible shit. And now, you know, you just, like, everything you've done for, like, literal decades is all wiped out now because of one thing you did a couple of years ago. Like, it, it's, it's that extreme. It's like super black and white and i i would say no it's not like yeah well 
sure, take some time off from a leadership team. I agree. You need some healing in certain areas, maybe. Okay, but like... Where's the restoration? Go, uh, yeah, dude, there's no yeah. grace. Like, we're forgetting, like, David, okay? A man after God's own heart, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Was in a cave, running from Saul, who was out to kill his ass. And he did not kill Saul when he knew he was there sleeping. All he did was cut a lock off his hair, just to be like, ha bitch, I know where you're at. You're trying to kill me. Uh-uh, boo. <laughs> Ain't yeah. coming up in this mug. Yeah. And God said, why did you do that? Yeah. He is the one I chose. Don't touch my anointing. And all along, David is the one that is going to inherit the kingdom. Sure. He's about to be a king. Yeah. By, by God's appointment, okay? And all he did was trim off a little bit of this dude's hair. And God said, nope. You should never have done that. Yep. And this is the guy who, like, also raped Bathsheba. Like, and he, God chose him. He's the, literally, we talk of David as this emperor and the, the, the man after God's own heart. He was an asshole. He fucked up. <laughs> over and over and over again. God still used him. God still loved him. And there was grace. Fast forward to 2018. Oh, hell no. Zero you grace. You do one little thing, your ass is out. Yeah. You ain't no Christian. <laughs> you got to be perfect. Yeah. What? No, 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 no. It's actually the opposite. Okay, that's why Jesus died on a cross. <laughs> right. Now grace was fulfilled and redemption was fulfilled. And now there's like less grace for people. <laughs> why is that a thing? Like it, it angers me. Because I'm confused about it, and it does not make sense. But on a majority, that's what you find in Christianity and in church in American society, and it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. My rant is over. That was, uh, oh, not over. That That was satisfyingly deep. Twice now. All right. One episode. We got it in twice, bro. That's what we do. You know what I'm saying? I'm a newlywed. You gotta boop, 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 keep going. <laughs> oh, I can no, dig but, it. I mean, seriously, bro. Like, why is grace such an a misused and like understatement in Christianity in America? I don't. I don't get it. Like, I really don't get it, and it makes me sad. And that's where my anger comes from, is like, we should be the ones who are like, hey, man, I know you just came to me, going back to my friend, like, you just came to me, I'm your leader, and you told me this stuff, and you brought it to light, and I appreciate that, like, let's work on this thing. That doesn't mean you can't freaking lead worship, or be an altar boy, or preach a sermon, like... You're still a person, and, you know, I'm here to help you. Like, not help you like I have the answer, but, like, we're going to get through this together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, no, that's not what happens. It's, oh, well, you're not fit because you you walked outside of these super tight lines. And, you, I mean, basically, it's like saying, well, sorry, you couldn't fulfill the 632 or 33 or whatever it is laws in the Old Testament, so <laughs> you're, you're going to go to hell. 
Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Next person. It's bullshit, man. Yeah. That's why Jesus came. So we wouldn't have to do that. <sighs> I'm super passionate about it. I'll let you talk now. Reach, brother. No, dude. I, man, I am happy you said it. I mean, frankly, it's, uh, it's one of my pet peeves as well. Our lack of uh, ability to uh, show grace to each other. But I think that it is rooted in the fact that we don't understand it as much as we should. A lot of mm-hmm. pride and ego has crept into the church and where we elevate the perfect. And so everyone ascribes to be perfect in order for them to be elevated. Um, And the fact is, is that, you know, uh, the race is not given to the swift or to the strong, bringing it back full circle. That's what Paul said, right? The race is not given Mm -hmm. to the swift or to the strong, but to the one that endures to the end. You know, it takes time to develop spiritual muscle. It takes time to uh, to develop spiritual maturity. And um, in the midst of uh, our efforts to mature, we stumble, we fall, we make mistakes. We have to learn what our weaknesses are, and we have to learn what our strengths are. We have to learn how to set boundaries for ourselves so that we don't fall in certain areas but part of that learning is actually falling <laughs> you know no, nobody no kid when they go to walk my son is 10 years old now right mm-hmm. it would be absurd of me to have thought that in him learning to walk he would never fall <laughs> right yeah right you go you just Stand up one day and perfectly walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not uh, Giraffes don't do that. They run on day one. Okay, a giraffe mm-hmm. coming straight out of the rear end, or wherever, they run on day one. Okay? But the fact is, is that they stumble a lot trying to get their legs under them, you know? They've been in this fetal position for months while they're being developed. Mm-hmm. It is it is the way that life is. Nobody's perfect, dude. Uh, and therefore, grace should be extended to each and every individual because each and every individual has been given it by God. For the grace of God has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly mm-hmm. lust, we should live righteously, soberly, and godly in this present world. That's Titus two eleven and 12. Right? So Titus knew. He said, look, man, the grace of God, God has shown it to everybody. The fact is, is that we don't, we, we can't recognize it. We may recognize it for ourselves, but we don't give it to other people. You know, and that's just simply the pride and ego of man. It's just that simple, dude. People suck sometimes, you know? Dude, I suck a lot of times. <laughs> you and me both. But yeah, I mean, we all suck. Yeah. Like that's that doesn't go away when you accept, you know, the amazing gift of, of Christ. You know, right. that's what I, I guess I don't get with like celebrity pastors and like mega churches, and and they're not all like that. No, obviously, no. But again, the majority and the 
uh, perception that most people have who are not saved. Like, that's the thing of like, oh, well, I'm never going to be perfect. And you think you're perfect, but you're not because you just like fucked around with a little kid. I mean, that's fucked up. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, like, you should burn for uh, that. You, you've been divorced seven times. Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to listen to you preach about what love is. Like, right. you can't even <laughs> love one woman. Right. I mean, okay. Like, uh, we're all fucked up, man. Yeah. Like, the only thing that brings us to a state that we're not fucked up and not condemned to anything other than experiencing God one day fully and just worshiping him for who we cannot even comprehend that he is, is the fact that his son died on a a tree that was cut up into a cross and nails were dug into his flesh and he was poked and prodded and beat and had a crown of thorns and his blood was shed. Aside from that, we're all fucking pieces of shit. (laughs) And even after that, we are still all fucking pieces of shit. The mm. only difference is God now sees us as you're my son, you're my daughter. Like you you have something now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're ascribed value based on the price that was paid for you. It's not because I'm rich. It's not because I own a lot of stuff. It's not because I climbed this mountain and ate this berry and now I'm enlightened. It's not because of anything. And like, right. I don't know. I just, it's, it's crazy to me that as again, as a whole and not everyone, but as a whole, the church is just missing out on that message. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, we're a fucking America. People can change the sex of their body if they have enough money or if they have enough credit. Yeah. A man can become a female and vice versa. Like, we have the technology. We have the, the means to do that. Meanwhile, in Africa and Asia and other places around the world, people have to walk 10 miles one way to get two gallons of water and walk 10 miles back to their village. There's a whole day just getting water. Yeah. Like, we're super privileged and the message that we send is you have to be perfect. And the second that you're not, you need to go away for a while and re-examine. No, fuck you. You, ain't even, you don't even know Christ. I mean, do you? Because <laughs> if you did, how could you say that to your fucking people? Like, oh, God, it, it really, it's yeah. like, I, I don't know, man. I don't have the words. And I know I shouldn't spend time being angry about it, but again, it's just the, I, like, deep down I'm sad because it's like, that's what you're telling people. Yeah. So You're a church plant somewhere, and that's what you're telling yeah. your own people? You think people are going to gravitate to you? No. It's not happening. Nope. I agree. And, and maybe it's not, maybe it shouldn't be seen as uh, necessarily anger, but just passion. Passion for the mm-hmm. passion for the truth and passion for, uh, you know, people to. At least that's that's the way I see it for myself. You know, I when when I look at the situation that is in many churches today, 
just a general statement on uh, the state of the church. My heart breaks for uh, the people because the leaders have become so far removed from what they were saved from. Well, you know, you, you've come so far that you've forgotten <laughs> how destitute you really were. You forgot about the amount of blood that was shed for you to be forgiven. Yeah. And, and the unfortunate part that they don't realize is that your worship is affected by your lack of understanding of the amount of grace that has been given to you. Jesus said very specifically, and again, I'm about to get satisfyingly deep now, bro. Dude, that's a third time. Let's get up in that mug. I'm ready. The the fact when Jesus talked about the woman that uh, uh, washed his feet with his tears, dried them with her hair, right? They, They marveled that he was allowing himself to be touched by a prostitute. Jesus said something so profound when he, he said, look, your sins are forgiven. You. Go and sin no more. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what he said to the rest of the crowd is what really messed me up. He says, you know what? This woman whose sins are many <laughs> is forgiven. And therefore she loves this much. Mm-hmm. And he said, to whom is forgiven much, they will love much. To whom is forgiven little, they will, for, they will love little. And, and the fact is, is that it's, the, the revelation behind it is not that I've been forgiven for more than you've been forgiven for. The fact is, is that I have a realization of how much I've been forgiven. Mm-hmm. You may not. And that's the way that I look at a lot of leadership in the church today. They don't have an accurate viewpoint of how much they've been forgiven for because they look at themselves as being more highly than they are. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they sit on the seat of judgment and condemn others so freely. I believe it was Abraham Lincoln. He said, look, he said, God doesn't choose to condemn man or to judge man until the end of their days. So why should I do it now? There's a powerful mm-hmm. statement. If God isn't going to yeah. judge a person until the end of their days, why, why should I judge them now? You know? So when it comes down to this lifestyle that we call Christianity and this relationship with God um, that we call salvation, the fact is, is that you are going to worship him more fully, love him more freely, and love others more freely based upon your uh, understanding of how much you've truly been forgiven. Mm-hmm. So, well, and isn't it interesting that, you know, there's several stories throughout the New Testament that highlight people who, uh, a lame man, you know, a crippled person, a blind man, uh, a harlot, uh, a tax collector who basically stole money from people. So a thief, like all of these people that we have stories of, 
it's not like, oh, Jesus went and had dinner with, uh, or on the road to wherever, Jesus met this guy who never did anything bad and loved his wife, and he was like, you need to be saved. <laughs> like, it was always like a, he went to the people that you can undeniably say, but <laughs> whether or not there's a heaven or hell, something bad should happen to them because they dirty, <laughs> they sinful, sure. they doing wrong stuff. And he went to them and like, quote unquote, saved them. Yeah. And then they always were transformed like hugely. And went, I mean, there, there's no, you know, documentation of what happened after they were transformed. But like, can you imagine uh. being like, Lazarus or uh not Lazarus but Zacchaeus uh I mean Paul we have a lot of <laughs> documentation on Paul but like yeah. the the harlot at the well I mean all these people like can you imagine if we knew their story post Christ coming to them right like the impact that they had right well the fact is is that Jesus said hey those who are whole they don't need a physician Right, mm-hmm. I, I come for those who are sick. I'm the great physician. I'm coming for those that are sick. You know, I, he's the good shepherd that's coming, looking for the sheep that is lost. You know, uh, so when we when we realize that, like, we have Jesus because we needed him. We don't have Jesus because we were already put together. You know, and so it's like, come on, dude. Show a little empathy, show a little bit of love and grace to your fellow man, because the fact is, is the only reason why you are where you are is because you've accepted Christ. So a person who does not have Christ or does not have the fullness of Christ within them, you know what, dude, they're going to need a little bit of time. They're going to need a little bit of TLC. All right. Which which is why I'm so passionate about discipleship. And we'll have to have a conversation about discipleship another another episode but for sure the fact is is that discipleship is all about walking people through the process or walking with them through life so that you can show them how to apply Jesus to every aspect of life mm-hmm. that is what discipleship is walking with someone in everyday life to show them how to apply Jesus to all of life and and if you can't do that, then you're not really being obedient to the Great Commission. <laughs> you're not. Yeah. The only thing that you're doing is allowing yourself to be elevated and promoted more and more. And most most likely, it's because of money. It's a money thing. But that's a whole other conversation, right? It is. The fact is, is that... We all have, we all have been given this great commission, right? Matthew 18. We all have this great Mm -hmm. commission. We all have to go ye into all the world, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things which I've taught you. And yea, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world, right? Matthew 28. Amen. Matthew 22, Matthew 28. Uh, He goes into all of that. Well, we're being disobedient to that when we're doing nothing more than condemning one another and pointing out each other's faults and pushing people down. 
You, mm-hmm. ha- you have to remember that Jesus, his ministry, the thing that we love about him is the fact that he loved the unlovable, that he took care of those that were <laughs> that were the worst off. It, w- it was the people that were greatest in need that got the most attention from Jesus. So for your friend or anybody to come to a leader and say, hey, look, I'm struggling. This is where I'm slipping up. To get slapped around and treated like dirt. Why would anybody come forward with their problems? Why would anybody? They, you know what they would do? They, they would be better off concealing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then they'll never grow. And if you're not yeah. helping people grow then you're not really discipling people. Then you're not really leading people if nobody is growing. If the only thing that is happening is that you are being elevated in your ego and you're not seeing growth happen in the people that you're quote-unquote leading, then you're not leading. You're not doing a good job as a leader. And maybe you should sit down and learn. Yeah, I totally agree. And, like, some of the the feedback I gave him was like, oh, man, like, first off, I you know... <clears throat> it sounds like you're going through some stuff and like, I'm here to talk. Like I, I'm not condemning you quite honestly. I've been in the same boat. Like, yeah. So how can I cast the stone and like, you know, just hit me up, you know, when you can talk. And then the second thing was like, bro, like if, if they're excommunicating you, like you don't need to be there anyway. So like, yeah, I'm sure you're upset over that and it's probably screwing you up a little, but like, you need to be around a community of people that like love you unconditionally, sure, and are willing to work with you because I guarantee you they're not squeaky clean either. Like none of us are, none of us, you are. know. And that's a bunch of bullshit, man. Like, yep. And my heart breaks for this person because it's like, dude, that's <laughs> like what a sad thing. Yeah, you know, like it is. It's very sad. You want someone on your team who never does anything? Okay, well, when you find that person, can you tell me? Because that's like Jesus 2.0. No, you know what? They they, they say that you can never find a perfect church. And if you did, as soon as you join it, it, it's no longer perfect. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Right? That's the truth. And we're not supposed to be perfect. No. That's the whole no. freaking reason Jesus died. Yeah. Because we never can meet the expectation of God. Right. That's literally it. I mean, if yeah. you had to dumb it down to, like, the very minute, uh, simplest form, that is it. Yeah. Here's some standards that you'll never live to, so I took care of it for you. You just got to believe in that. And when you do, we're good. That's the gospel in stupid 10-second form. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Obviously, there's a lot more to it. Of course. But now that you're on the journey, now that you're on the journey, we got to figure this whole thing out together. Yeah. And let's do that. Yeah. One step at a time. But the minute you put people on a pedestal and pastors are right up there, oh, they would never do this or that or this or that. And God speaks directly to them. Bitch, the Holy Spirit comes into you. He speaks directly to you. Are you listening? Are you asking? Do you want to hear it? You don't need that, Pastor. Yeah. What, what are you, Catholic? Like, no, that's not how it operates. Read the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He didn't come just to Paul to 
record his things, and then we all have to, like, in different eras and years and societies, figure out what it means in ours. No, 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 no. The Holy Spirit is inside of me. I do not need Paul as much as I need the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. No, I think you do understand. You, you're, you're, you're hitting the nail right on the head, brother. So, and I appreciate it. I think this conversation has been awesome, dude. Dude, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I hope people get something out of it. Because, you know, and I just want to say, like, I don't, I'm not coming against people per se as much as I probably am. It's just out of frustration of like, if you're over a flock, as the Christianese would be, <laughs> or like if you're over people, you're a shepherd, and you think that your poop doesn't smell and you condemn others, like you got to be careful, man. Yeah. Because there's some very clear things in the Bible that says <laughs> it's better off for other people than it is for you because you should know better and you do not. And then, or you do these things. Like, I'm just saying, man, can we have some grace up in this mug? Like, it's what Jesus did. Just do that. Agreed. Agreed. You know, the fact that I, we got to end this episode. But we do, <laughs> you know, the fact that I really believe that that most people don't really understand grace. The fact is, is that mm-hmm. grace came in in the form of a person. And his name is Jesus Christ. Mm. It's just as simple. Grace it literally is grace came. Grace came to earth. In the form of Jesus Christ. You don't have grace without Jesus. And so for these people, for so many people to claim that they have Jesus, but not show grace means that they really, really don't have Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that's John one seventeen, by the way. Preach it. <laughs> the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came. Get that. The verse says that grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. There was an entrance into this world. And his name was Jesus. Jesus is grace. Man, if we can just wrap our minds around that, which can take hours and days and months and years to even just focus on that one verse right there. Even if the only thing you did was while you're doing yoga in the morning, you meditate on John one seventeen, Dude, I'm telling you, dude, the world would be so much better off. All right. Rants over. I really got to pee. So basically, quick recap. Bigfoot is bullshit. (laughs) Jesus is everything. What would you say? Jesus is Bigfoot? (laughs) Oh, my God. I, you know what, dude? I disagree with you. I respectfully disagree. And I hope that in southern Illinois, you run into a Bigfoot crossing the road and then you're safe. Well, I got to tell you, 
If I do, I will be the first one to be like, yo, Bigfoot's real. Okay? Because I saw him. Yeah. And here's what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Good man. I saw this 10-foot hairy thing cross the road in two steps. (laughs) Dude, you were right. Bigfoot's real. He looked at me with these red eyes, and I was like, oh, it's Bigfoot. (laughs) On the next episode, does Bigfoot deserve the grace of God? Stay tuned next time to episode number six. Dude, Unchurched Podcast, loving it. We're out. We're out. All right. Follow us on Twitter, Unchurched Pod. Do it. Tweet at us. Love to have the conversation keep going. Hell yeah. All right, folks. Be blessed. Peace. Later.